Are you ready, honey? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, it's going to rain, I think. Uh, a very good day. Welcome to the latest Tales of the Wells. <coughs> Daisy, enough. <coughs> Daisy, enough. Sit. Sit. I do apologise. She's being a little maddened today, isn't she? She is a bit, yeah. So anyway, starting again, welcome to Tales of the Wales, our weekly podcast about having terminal cancer and that's me, and then Lady W living with it. Living with you. That's you. Yeah, that's me. That's you, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know where to start, really. Some of the stories of my intimate demise are fairly strange. Imminent, darling, imminent. What did I say? Intimate. Never mind, it's, it's close. It begins well, that's not bad, is it, really, no. seeing my t- testosterone's kind of disappeared. I thought you were going to say your tinnitus, you were going to blame... Anyway, yes, yeah. you're not about to drop dead tomorrow. Well, you never know. I think this week we've been a lot more upbeat. Last week we were a little bit, you know, oh dear, but, you know, we've like mm. come to terms with things and just we have quite a good week, haven't we? We have had a good week. Um, you've been around. I think I get really depressed when you're working. But you've been a lot more bouncy than you have like the previous two or three weeks, which is, you know, a good sign. You seem to have had a little bit more energy. I was worried that you wouldn't get to the Trick Awards and you were... Were you? Up all day. Although when I say to people we didn't go to bed till six, they think we meant in the morning, but I meant six p.m. Well, but, but that actually was brilliant. For I wasn't yeah. expecting you to do the whole day. Well, yeah, and I think one of the things you have to do if you have cancer, if you're told, uh, you know, I'm not out, out quite out of it yet, but uh, sort of suggested that most of the treatments, if not all the treatments, that will be applicable to kidney cancer, which I have, and the bits that are spread around have been done now, but I'm still here. Yeah, so it doesn't mean you're about to snuff it tomorrow. It just means that there's mm. we haven't got any more things to try out. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's OK. Well, looking at the, the bits of pictures and films of me at the awards anyway, I, I've still got all that f- fat round my face from the, um, from the steroids. So I'll be quite happy when that goes. You fain old thing. I know. God looking at me. your photos. You should talk. I mean, but it does do. We're uh, very. Uh, I know. I do have a bit of a double chin too, but that's a family trait. <laughs> my mum's got it. My sisters have got it. And my daughters have got it. We call uh, it our pelican neck. Yeah, I, I must have a double one. Um, but we had a nice time. The Trick Awards. Thank you very much indeed for my award. It's amazing what you get when you're near the end of your life. You did spell it wrong in your tweets. It hasn't got a K on the end. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Well, it's like you've gone for a competition for magicians or something. Well, but it was quite interesting. It was quite funny, but I won't go through it here because this is about having cancer and living with cancer. And uh, as Lady W said uh, last week, it was uh, I don't know. Sometimes you have a lot of energy. Uh, yesterday we were quite busy, weren't we? I think that despite, even if you feel tired, I think we still should try and do things. So, I mean, the day yeah. before the Trick Awards, you were just, I wasn't here, I was at work, and you were just, you didn't get out of bed till half past four, and you were so tired. I was thinking, oh my God, am I actually even going to be able to get him there? But once we're out the door and we're doing things and you're yeah. chatting to people, you perked up quite a bit. And then, again, yesterday, you know, we went out in the evening, we went to... Um, mm. A nice little open-air theatre production. The Changeling Theatre Company. Of Shakespeare. Which yeah. was, and it was a little bit chilly, unfortunately, but it was, it was really lovely. And I, again, I thought, 
I was worried about getting you there because it's a bit walking over some uneven ground. And I did better than you. You did, and um, and yeah, you were again brilliant. Stayed up till midnight. So. Yeah. So. Well, I enjoyed it. I thought they were really good. That's the best one I've seen. It was amazing, mm-hmm. but we did have a little bit of a communication breakdown, didn't we? Because what normally, you and me? Because normally we take a picnic and, oh, and things. Yeah. And when we were leaving, I said. Shall I take a picnic? And you said, are there things there we can eat? And I said, well, there'll be canapes and stuff. And you went, oh, that'll do. I'm not that hungry. I don't know what you thought I said. Mm. Because then we we didn't eat any of the canapes, really. And then after we'd been sitting there for about 10 minutes, you went, oh, where's the picnic? I, th- <laughs> I, I thought, I, I did hear that, but it didn't compute very well. I blame it on the brain well, tumour. I felt terrible that you were hungry and I hadn't bought anything. Well, don't feel terrible. Luckily, we managed to scrummage up a bag of mini cheddars. Yeah, they were very good. And, (laughs) you know, you do go from being extremely hungry. Uh, I'm I'm hopefully now back to normal eating. I think I need to just take from this that if you say at one particular point in time, no, I won't want any food, to Mm. ignore you and just take some things because you might change your mind a bit later. Very good idea. Very good idea. Um, quite a lot of people have been... Uh, no, sit. Just ignore her and keep Sit. Stop it. I'll shut that window. I'll shut yeah. the window so she can't hear things passing by. I was going to say, well, Lady W goes and shut... Daisy May, stop. Oh, I, there's a dog barking over the road and she can hear it because the window's open. And now the window's closed. And now she's sitting down because she does what Lady W tells her to do, but not what I say. That's the same for all of us. Yeah. She does, Lady W, have that commanding presence. That's because most of the things I say are sensible. Yeah, and well. sometimes the things you the say... La- the, the laser knife thing worked well, didn't it? What, why are you bringing that up now? That's well, like I'm changing few, the subject. That's a few weeks back. Yeah. Yes, that's, that worked well. I don't have any double vision anymore. I can see changing my head. Your hearing's not that great, but I don't think that's anything to do with cancer. No, I think, uh, you that's know... probably to do with a little bit of what you don't like to own up to having. What? Tinnitus? No. I don't... Old age. Oh, right. My brother was here the other day, and he's oh, it runs in the family, that ear problem. Cheered me up no end. But listen, when th- this is the thing I was trying to, to say, is even when... You are told, a lot of people have been in touch this week and said, how do you cope when they tell you that they've run out of uh, things they can do to slow the cancer down? And I think the article in the mirror just made it sound a little bit more dramatic. You know, it's just like it's stopping treatment and you're not here. It's just like, you know, it's not as dramatic as that, is it? We're going to just not worry about that. Take one yeah. day at a time and see what happens. Deal with it when it does. Yeah, uh, I have to say that they've um, concocted that story from bits they've got everywhere else because nobody from the mirror called you or me, did they? No. No. And, um, and they've, they've tried to make it sound a little bit more sensational. Well, of course. I mean, why would a newspaper do that? I don't know. No. Why would a broadcaster do that? I don't know. But since they printed that article that said that you got married wearing a swimsuit. <laughs> That was the mail. And got my name wrong and everything. I realised then you can't believe everything you yeah. read in the papers. A lot of people want to know how you cope, knowing the other half is coming. I mean, we've both been through this before with previous spouses. Is that the right term? Yeah. Well, good. And you have to come to terms with it, don't you? Yeah, I think... Um, so I think I've 
I'm a bit better armed because I know how to access things that will be useful. So I've already spoken to um, our Macmillan nurses at Barts and said to them that could they refer us to our local hospice, not because I'm going to put you in there anytime soon, but simply because I know from experience that being under the care of the hospice is fantastic and they are there with a 24-hour doctor you can speak to. You just ring and they answer the phone and speak to you immediately. They, um, you can get your medicines from them rather than have to go to the GP, which around here we do have trouble with. Yeah. I think it's not an uncommon thing around the country that your GP, you know, you ring up saying, I need some urgent medication, and they'll say, we, we'll give you a ring back in three weeks. That's no good to me. Also, if I need, <coughs> if I need um, us to have access to a Sorry, wheelchair stop it now. or anything like that, then the hospice, <laughs> you know, can sort all that out for you. So um, I'm aware of that's a useful thing. We're getting that all put in place. So that's something I've learned. What I'm trying not to do is think too much into the future because I don't want to think about sad mm. and, and stuff like that. So, And it might be not for ages and ages and ages. They could be a bit mm. wrong. So why worry about that now? Yeah, exactly. We'll worry about that when it happens. Yeah. But in the meantime, we've got everything in place so that when it does happen, mm. we're ready. Mm. And some people, some people, and uh, I've, I've met a few of my time, do not want to go to a hospice. No, 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 I want to be in bed. I want to die in my own bed or sitting in the garden. I wanted to rerun the end scenes of the movie Beaches uh, with me in it. Uh, and uh, Lady W hasn't seen the movie. I know, he keeps on trying to make me watch it. And, he said, and I said, what's it about? And he said, it's a really sad movie about someone with cancer. I was like, oh, well, like, for my entertainment, I'd rather watch something rather, like, uplifting. Love Island is your my uh, actual life. main choice, isn't it? Um, <laughs> something silly and frivolous. Well, it's, it's an intro. I thought it was a really good Bette Midler's best movie. Anyway, uh, so I, I think... I will watch it with you if you want me to, if you really, really yeah. want me to, but... I will probably be ending up in sobbing floods. There's of nothing wrong with that. Quite like a good cry in front of a girly flick. Oh, I don't know. I'd rather be Chick smiling flick. than laughing. Okay, all right. But... Now, what I was saying was, it's a lot easier for the person caring for you uh, to be in a hospice. I wish, you know, that's how it had gone with Melinda, but it, it didn't. Um, I mean, only because it she died before we got her there. Um, because it's quite selfish saying to, to somebody you want to stay in the house because you have to have all the equipment brought to you, don't you? Mm. And uh, and then you have to be part of the nursing team. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had experience of both things with Simon because when he was first diagnosed and was really, really ill, they did admit him to the hospice, mm. thinking that he really didn't have very long at all. And um, so Carrie and I were able to go and visit him whenever we wanted to. Mm. I pick her up from school, we go straight there, we could spend the evening there with him. Yeah. He was completely pain-free because they were all over that. And um, you know he's looked after mm. and cared about, and they, they were amazing. But then, because Simon then was one of the first people to have immunotherapy yeah. and made the most miraculous recovery, which if you Google him, you can find out about. Um, and he was like one of the few people who actually leaves a hospice unexpectedly uh, one of the downsides of that was he they put him on methadone for the pain relief and he didn't need it anymore and we had to wean him off of that which is like coming off heroin basically yeah. that was tough then later when he did sadly get ill again he didn't want to go to the hospice because he thought that meant the end so yeah. he was determined to stay at home which he did but I found that so so much more difficult because you don't have access to the drugs you have to 
ring the district nurses if you need something. They'll arrive an hour later. In the mm-hmm. meantime, you've got somebody who's not where they want to be. And it was um, pain-wise and stuff. It was. I found it much, much more yeah. difficult. And also, you don't get even 10 minutes away from it to sort of regroup yourself. It's just 24 hours a day. So I um, think hospices are wonderful, wonderful places and deserve every bit of mm. support they can get. Yeah, and I could even still do a programme from my hospice bed. I well, just, you know, you, I, I'm not saying you... But you must do whatever you want to do and if you want to be at home here, then that's what we'll do. No, I know. No, I want to go there. Um, because I've been to a few in my, my well, life. Well, we better, we better hope they let you in. We haven't got, we haven't got accepted that yet. Is a, that's a very good point. They may have read some of the stories or seen some of my behaviour. That's the thing. There are limited sort of places. Yeah. They can only look after a certain number of people. So even though it's coming, you know, to the... I'm probably not going to be here this time next year. Although you never know. You um, never know. And uh, you, you, can't, you can't really feel sorry for yourself all the time. There are kids with cancer. Oh, I know. You know, there are there are young mums who've just given birth to children who are then diagnosed with cancer, mm. or their husbands who, you know, their children have yeah, been. Yeah, when born. we see the shooting stars, children hospices, yeah. you know, we go to their their ball thing every year and, and see the videos there. I mean, that is absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, we should say thank you to Lizzie Cundy and Caroline Monk. Much sadder than a silly old sod like you. Yeah, absolutely. So don't feel sorry for me. <laughs> Caroline Monk and Lizzie Cundy, who organise all kinds of fundraising events for that charity as well. Um, and they were uh, for, for the um, Varieties Club, isn't it? The Varieties Club. We should thank them. Yeah, and, and Karen Sugarman, who runs the, the Hospice yeah. for Children, which, I mean, she's an amazing, amazing lady. Yeah. So, listen, have a good week. And uh, if there's something you're not sure about, because I'm not sure what my doctor meant, you have to ask again, and you have to say, I didn't understand that. Yeah, and, and my recommendation would be, don't watch sad movies about cancer. Go out and watch some nice, fun, open-air Shakespeare comedy and have a, a lovely bit of a laugh. That was great because we were on top of a hill and we could see the mist rolling in. And I kept saying, I reckon that there'll be mist everywhere before this finishes. But I was wrong. Luckily. Yeah. And then we d- and I didn't fall over going back to the car in the dark. No, I was absolutely terrified of that. But um, you didn't. You did well. So well done all. Here's to another week. Okay.